This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. So this week, I took some time to kind of reflect a little bit on past relationships. Again, just sort of looking at my pattern in in relationships um, previously and the resounding emotion that just kept kind of coming up for me um, was anger. And as I sort of sat with it and thought about my anger, I really thought today I could kind of talk about some ways that I have healed from anger um, in the past and even today as I process that kind of emotion. Um, I think anger is a pretty (laughs) common um, like emotion that sort of comes up, um, you know, in a relationship that is maybe unhealthy, a relationship that has ended in a way that you didn't want to, like all of these things In my young adulthood, I felt like I lived in anger um, in just my day-to-day life. You know, I was dealing with a lot of just stress, not knowing, you know, how my life was going to unfold, trying so hard to like be successful, achieve the goals that I want, and just feeling like I was just failing all the time. Um, And also romantically, you know, still feeling so alone Um, not being able to just find the right partnerships and really just feeling defeated in love. And so anger was just something that I kind of leaned on as like a way to, you know, guard myself as a way to sort of deflect from feeling inadequate. Um, If I just like leaned in anger and just like blamed it on other things and other people or whatever, um, then I can, then it's okay for me to not be at the point in my life where I want to be. Um, and really it was a crutch. It was a crutch for a lot of, of, of a crutch for not doing the work that I know I needed to do. And my life was not happy then. I was very much just content in my anger and it impacted like physically as well. My body, just the tension that I was like holding all the time. People who knew me and would see me just like walking around in the street would say, you know, oh, I wanted to like come up and say hi to you, but you just looked really angry about something and, you know, you looked really annoyed. Um, and usually it's like, no, I'm I'm fine. I'm not, nothing's going on. But <laughs> I think I was just like, just naturally carrying this angry, heavy, frustrated energy. Um, I had the like, quote unquote, like resting bitch face, you know, which um, <laughs> is is a whole nother thing that I could talk about. But I realized like, no, this this is my reality. I live in the world of anger and I really need to do the work to process it, to understand like where it comes from, why I'm experiencing it and um, and to heal from it. And so today um, I'm going to talk a little bit about anger as, as it specifically applies to my relationships in the past. And I'll talk about some practices that I've used to try to process and work through my anger. So in thinking about different times when I've experienced anger in, in a relationship, so first and foremost, obviously, if a relationship ends, you're going to have like a lot of anger and resentment towards the person that you were with, right? Your ex. I think in, in trying to understand, you know, why I'm still so angry at this person, um, or sometimes even, you know, multiple exes I'm thinking about and just like, 
you know, wanting to put all of the blame, the frustration onto them. Um, there's a feeling of like uh, injustice that I think my anger is really trying to point to. So when we go into a relationship and we're trying to, you know, build a connection with someone, we can we can create this narrative about who they are in our heads that when the relationship ends, we start to pick apart and like understand that like, oh wait, that wasn't that wasn't who they really are. And that feels in a way like a bit of an injustice, right? It feels like I was lied to, I was played, they weren't being honest, they weren't being true true and, and being like real in the relationship, all of these things. And I think sometimes there is truth to that, but also recognizing that the injustice itself, that feeling of injustice itself is is also kind of a disillusionment um, where, you know, if I'm looking at a relationship as something that is transactional and I feel like I'm owed something or, you know, I had something stolen from me in a way, you know, that's not necessarily a healthy way to operate. Um, and also, I know at the end of the day, even if I were to like call out my exes on on all of these things that I feel a lack of justice for, um, it's not going to really change much of anything, right? Like, I'm still not going to be with that person. I probably shouldn't be with that person. Um, you know, they might not admit to what they what they feel because they they experience the relationship differently. Um, and obviously, no one wants to think that they did anything wrong um, in a relationship if it comes to, you know, a mutual kind of end or any kind of ending. Um, you know, folks, um, feelings change. No one wants to have to, like, apologize for how they've their their feelings might have evolved in a relationship. Um, and I think that understanding the injustice side of it is important in the healing process in that like it's okay to be angry but know that you're not going to win through anger you're not going to win by you know putting your ex on the on the hot seat and like drilling them to get the answer that you want even if they say the answer that you want like it still doesn't like feel any better, right? You're still left with that hurt and that that you know that disappointment, that sadness, really, um, of losing the relationship. And I think sadness is another emotion that sometimes anger um, is is like masking in a way, right? Like I'll turn to anger because I don't want to feel sad and upset or depressed about the the relationship kind of coming to an end, um, or even if I'm in a relationship you know, feeling like there's the miscom there's so much miscommunication. We're not aligned. He's not providing me with what I need, right? It's easy to feel, again, those inadequacies, that sad, that sad um, disappointment. And so I tend to turn to anger as a way to um, try to keep from feeling those other emotions. So that's one form of anger that I feel sometimes in relationships. Another is um, when I see and understand the mistakes of the relationship and I feel just 
so angry really at myself for making those mistakes. Um, but then also, you know, again, feeling this resentment to my partner for maybe not trying hard enough, you know, right? If we had just had that one conversation around this issue, like it would be fine, right? Um, I felt like a lot of that, uh, I actually felt that in my last uh, most recent relationship where I just felt like we needed one more conversation. It just seemed like it it sort of just ended literally overnight. And even though we did sort of um, have like a closure moment, um, you know, um, a week or so after, it still felt like, but there's, you know, there's just like questions that are left unanswered and still things that I just, I just want to say, you know, one more thing to say. Um, and Again, the reality is like, even if we were to have that conversation, it wouldn't change the fact that the relationship has ended, um, you know, and dissolved to this point of, of us not being together. While I think it's important to understand and know what your mistakes were, or I, I don't even want to call them mistakes, but, you know, lessons that you, you take away from the relationship, it's definitely um, important to understand what those are. So when you go into your next one, you can kind of have those in the back of your mind and just um, for yourself, you know, understanding your patterns, who you are and how you are in a relationship, um, especially when it comes around big emotions like anger, um, how do you respond and how do you react? I think it's important to understand what those are, but when it starts to turn into blame, when it starts to turn into this self-shaming um, for having made these mistakes, then it it starts to get toxic and unhealthy, right? Um, because at the end of the day, like we can't, we're we're figuring it out as you as we go, right? A relationship is never going to be the same every single time, and you can't go into a, a relationship trying to do the same um, habits that you did in the last one. You have to, you know, really take time to get to know this person and who you are and how you are together, and so. If you're figuring things out, like mistakes are going to happen. Failure might be inevitable. And it's important to just like learn and get comfortable in that as opposed to turning to anger and just getting frustrated with yourself for not getting it, not not getting to love on the very first try, right? Um, and I think that's what I would often get caught up in is just feeling like, man, I, if I had just done this, if I had been a more perfect girlfriend or this or that or offer them this, then they'd still be with me. Um, but sometimes that's not the case. You know, feelings just change. They maybe have feelings for somebody else. Um, lifestyle might just not align for them to be in a relationship right now. All of these things that probably, again, have nothing to do with me and, and my worth, um, but more so just the dynamics of the relationship that just didn't work out. So, but that's another, you know, big pain point of anger that I, I found that I was having was just these, you know, blaming myself for the mistakes of the relationship um, and also blaming my partner for us not being able to fix those things um, so that way, you know, we could still try to make it work. Another big one is <laughs> anger with the perception of other people that are outside of the relationship. So this comes into play when I have um, a relationship with someone where we have maybe a lot of friends in common or, or you know, just people in common together. Again, there's a little bit of that injustice factor where 
I feel like I was hurt by this individual. I was hurt by this person and they get to just go out into society and continue to be loved and celebrated by people that also, you know, maybe are in my circle and like want to love and celebrate me. Um, you know, I think I think we just get so caught up in our perception of who we see this person or this this person who we've we feel this big emotion with because a relationship has ended or maybe we're in a relationship and things aren't working out or maybe there is some abusive toxic behavior and it sucks when you have to see everyone else when you have to experience everyone else not seeing that version of them um and yeah you you want to you want to just like shout it out like this is who this this person is and i need the world to know it and i just get so angry and frustrated that my friends are still liking his stuff and and my friends are still talking to him and they're still hanging out together and you know the image that we the narrative that i'm sort of telling myself feels invalidated in that way right that injustice factor of just like everything that i'm experiencing is somehow wrong or incorrect because everyone else around me is experiencing a very different version of this person um and that sucks that's hard that's really hard you can feel alone a lot of the time I don't necessarily want to badmouth my ex either, right? I don't want to paint this negative picture to my friends, but I also think it's important that my experience is still heard and understood um, and respected, right? I think I th I'm learning that there can be a conversation with friends in common to say, okay, so, so-and-so and I are not together anymore. These are the boundaries that I have in terms of, you know, how or how we talk about or if we talk about um, my ex and the relationship. And, you know, you're never going to be able to control what other people do um, in regards to your ex, but you can control um, how they kind of speak to you about the relationship or about that person, right? Like, I don't want to hear any updates. I don't want to like hear how great he's doing or what he's up to. Like it, it's, you know, it's done. It's over. I'm moving on. I'm living my own life. You know, just keep that, <laughs> keep that to yourself. I also feel frustration around how people are perceiving me, right? Like if I do happen to share some things about the relationship with friends, um, you know, it, the commentary or, oh, well, you know, maybe you were overreacting or you were this or whatever, right? It's it's so easy to judge and ha like give advice on a relationship when you're standing outside of it. But when you're in it, it's very different. And I think that means like it's, it's important to understand like who you're surrounding yourself with, number one. But then also if you have um, common friends with an ex, with a partner that you're experiencing this anger with, you know, being being mindful of like who you're confiding in and the things that you're saying because that judgment and that like any kind of like feedback sometimes when you're in a state of anger um, kind of accelerates it, right? It kind of just like, what the, like, who are you to tell me? Like, don't, oh, and you you just get even angrier at, at people who are, who are trying to look out for you and trying to offer you maybe some perspective to the relationship. Um, but I think in the moments, you know, I then get, I feel like that 
that anger that I was once experiencing now becomes like shame and embarrassment that like, you know, oh, they don't see the relationship as I as I am experiencing it. So I must be the crazy one, right? Like I must, then you start to, again, feel invalidated um, as if like your reality and your truth is not what's really happening. So understanding that anger was really important for me. The last one, and this is like the biggest one again, anger with myself, anger around having not seen, you know, the red flags, anger with having made the choice to even get involved with this person to begin with, right? Again, a lot of blame, a lot of just like frustration with um, repeating another pattern, um, especially if you've been doing the work and you feel like, okay, <laughs> trying to really make a change here. This is it. This is the one. And then it, you know, it doesn't work out you get into this spiral of really getting down on yourself and just saying like, here I go again, like same mistake, same problem, still unworthy of love. And the anger that I feel against myself, I think that was the anger that I, I have held the longest through my life. Um, that's the one that has really like slowed me down, kept me from, you know, great jobs, kept me, kept me from great relationships too. Um, kept me from a lot of things, like really just enjoying and living my life because I just felt so frustrated with myself. Um, and a lot of that um, goes back to my upbringing and my childhood. You know, my mother was a very strict care, uh, caregiver and there was a lot of anger expressed in our household. Um, if we didn't meet certain standards in our academics, in um, really, really just everything. Uh, it was met with anger. It was met with, you know, negative self-talk of like, Ugh, you know, I'm not raising you good enough and I must be a bad parent because you're doing this and right. The blaming, the shaming, the guilt, all of that. And so I do feel a lot of resentment and, and frustration and anger um, when my life isn't going the way that I want, when I'm not achieving certain things, when relationships fail. And I blame myself big time, big, big time. Um, I think that's the thing that really keeps me from being able to heal is I'm not able to forgive myself, I'm not able to have like, I'm not able to have that kind of compassionate tone with myself. So... I realized this one day, I, I think I think I just sort of woke up and said, I don't want to feel this anger anymore. I don't want to feel this frustration in my life. And it doesn't start with, you know, moving or changing my environment necessarily. It starts with like, it starts with that inner work. It starts with me saying, I need to heal whatever anger I'm holding on to. And so um, in my last kind of relationships, some of the things that I've done to kind of heal through anger, um, first thing, I, uh, in every breakup I've done, in every, in every breakup I've experienced um, within the last few years, I have written a letter to my ex. Um, and this is a letter that I've never like sent or shared to them, <laughs> shared with them or anything. Um, but this is, this, these are letters that, you know, everything that I wish I could say, everything that I, you know, I feel like the last 
thing that I need to say to them, I put it down on paper and I make it real for myself in that way by not just saying it in my head or, you know, saying it to myself, but really writing it out, like putting it in words. Um, that feeling was just, it was, it's so cathartic to do, to just like have it out on paper. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'll take the letter and I'll like burn it, right? <laughs> that always feels really good to just kind of cleanse myself of, of that anger. But sometimes it, it still ends up being there. And I, I, I catch myself even writing multiple letters or multiple versions of a letter as my feelings start to evolve and change. And so one day for, during one particularly hard breakup, I wrote a letter and my therapist um, acts, asked me to actually uh, read it to her. Um, and as I did, as I was just like listening back to the words that I had written, I slowly started to feel this like release in the tension. And it was a release from this anger that was holding me hostage, this anger that was controlling me in a lot of ways. Um, I've just felt the grip of, of this anger monster like slowly uh, loosening. And it really like gave me a new kind of perspective on that emotion and what I was sort of feeling in, in as I was writing it. Um, and I realized that, I realized the importance of this was that her just making space for me to express this anger fully as it was, no judgment or anything, that gave me so much validation in what I was feeling. Um, because again, it goes back to, right, the perception of other people, you know, this this uh, feeling of like, I'm the only one experiencing this version of my ex and no one else is experiencing it, so I must be crazy. She just listened and just like, you know, nodding along in agreement and everything and just sort of, again, giving me this accreditation, I guess, for experiencing what I went through in this relationship. And um, I think that was really important and really helpful in my healing process. And so part another thing, you know, sharing sharing our, our anger and our frustration with a close confidant, right? Um, I don't recommend it be your ex. I definitely recommend that you share with, you know, a friend, uh, your therapist, just anybody that you trust and who can just make space for you to share this anger. You know, no judgment, no advice even, no insight, just really allowing you to speak everything that you, you know, you want to say, but you feel like you can't or is wrong or it's not going to be heard or whatever, really giving, really um, asking someone to hear you as you are. Um, I think that was like so healing for me. Uh, and like I said, as I was sharing it, um, I felt like, okay, I said it. You know, everything that I wanted to say to him, I've said it and I put it out to not just myself, but to another person to like hear it and make it real in this way. And now I'm good. Like now I'm I'm a little more at peace with how things have ended. And I don't need to um I don't need to continue to hold on to this anger. So that was really helpful for me. Another thing that I do, um finding ways finding healthy and safe ways to physicalize the anger in some way. Um, I feel like anger is an emotion that definitely needs to get out of the body um, because it can be so intense. It can create this physical tension that 
you know, for me, it comes in the form of like knots in my back and in my, you know, shoulders and everything. Um, my spine will get tight, like my stomach starts to turn, right? It becomes this exertion in my body that I have to get out because it's energy. It's like extreme, an extreme shoot of energy that's like flowing through my body when I, when I get anger, ang angry. So I have fallen in love with boxing <laughs> and that's been a wonderful anger release. Um, just getting able to like really like hit something. Um, but then also just like, you know, moving heavy objects around, going for a nice long run, like really getting my heart rate up, really getting into my breath again, getting into my body. Um, and I find that like, even if I start a workout from this place of like really extreme anger, as I get into it, because I'm like, I'm in a, because I'm doing work that forces me to focus on my breathing, focus on my movement, it really gets you out of your head, right? And out into your body and um, any kind of things, mental things that were fueling that anger start to subside. And by the end of the workout, you know, it might not be completely gone, but like I find like, okay, my emotions are a little more, more regulated. I'm breathing. I'm able to kind of think a little bit clearer on this issue. Um, so physicalizing it in some way, you know, screaming into a pillow, um, you know, um, shaking a pillow, like anything to just get it out of your body in that moment. Um, obviously, I wouldn't recommend doing it in public or out where, you know, you're, you're going to maybe get in trouble or anything. Um, but once you're in a safe space, giving yourself that ability to just dance it out even, right? Like it doesn't necessarily need to be something aggressive. It can be just through movement in this very, you know, full, uh, fully immersed in anger. The last thing that I do to really heal through my anger and this, um, this goes back to something I shared earlier, you know, really having that grace for myself and forgiveness. So like I shared earlier, how sometimes my anger is a mask for the sadness, the depression or whatever, um, giving myself the space to feel that sadness and feel the sadness first, the hurt first, um, before allowing anger to be the dominant feeling. Um, that usually comes in just angry crying, right? Um, it comes in looking at myself in the mirror, saying all of the angry things that I want to say to myself and that are in my head and that, that I am unconsciously kind of saying to myself, getting it out and just, just watching my anger. That was like the best um, advice I sort of received um, in my Buddhist practice, watching yourself in a state of anger. So you can understand just, you know, the grotesqueness of it, the like, the, the intensity of it, the really the beauty of it too. Um, being able to see yourself in that state that is probably, you know, maybe even a little ugly, a little grotesque and accepting it and learning to love that, that side of you regardless, uh, that is like the 
fastest way that you can heal. You have to be able to learn to love the ugly parts of yourself, right? Healing through love means um, accepting those sides of you that are less than desirable. And I realized that my anger as you know, ugly as it can be, it was it was a form of protection, right? It was a form of um, fighting for myself. I don't think that uh, I would be on this journey if I hadn't reached a point of such intense anger for my life that I knew I needed to change something, right? Because I was just at that max level, I knew I needed to like make a shift and start to heal. And um, that's really what my anger is, is showing me, that I'm a fighter, that I'm fucking, you know, I'm willing to go hard and go all the way um, to overcome whatever it is that is keeping me from my happiness. I was so angry that I was unhappy. And I think that's the kind of breaking point that I have to get to in my relationships as well, right? Like I wanna get so, I get so angry about my ex, about the relationship, about myself and the decisions and everything. And then I just finally get to a point of like, you know what? I'm angry that I'm so angry about this. I'm angry that I'm choosing to be unhappy and be stuck in my sadness or in this breakup. And I just want to get to the other side of it. I just want to get to fucking happiness already. And that's the shift. That's the turning point. That's when my anger becomes a fuel for, um, for healing, for transformation, for growth, for change. When my anger starts to become an advocate and an ally for me, as opposed to this thing that just keeps poisoning me. That's the beauty of anger. I realize that. Um, and that's what I mean when I say, you know, having grace for yourself is is accepting and understanding the, sh the, the shadow side and the light side to your anger. And for everybody that that might be different, right? Like your anger could be something that is, um, you know, pushing you to achieve a big goal or pushing you to get out of a relationship that is that is toxic or, or harmful to you, pushing you to get out of a job that is just devaluing you and, you know, dissatisfying, right? Like our anger can be um, the, the spark for <laughs> a roaring change in our life. But if we, but we have to see that light first. We have to see the light side to it. Um, and so I think like that's kind of been the biggest benefit to this work is understanding, you know, what sort of advantages my anger can offer me. <sighs> I feel lighter already. Um, so yeah, so I'm curious. I, I would love to know how you um, have worked to heal through your anger, what sort of practices that you have. But then also I want to know, like, what does anger do for you in your relationships, in dating? What sort of insight can your anger provide for you when you're looking for some kind of growth or change in your relationships, right? So reach out, let me know. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Healing Through Love. Um, as always, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. Also, if you are able to give financially, there is an option for you to be a um, monthly donor. Just hit the support link in the show notes and um, you can set any donation amount. Any and every amount helps 
everything goes towards just furthering the growth of this podcast. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, I have some polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can submit your answers to. As always, please reach out on social media, tag us, um, you know, share this episode with friends. You can tag us at solidarity underscore media. And you can also head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to continue the conversation with me. Thank you so much for joining me on this, you know, quick little chat exploring anger together. And I look forward to continue exploring um, all of our emotions as we heal through love. Bye, everyone. Bye.